the Independence Exeter City podcast. This is Grecian Talk with Ollie Heptinstall, Paul Martin, and Paul Sussex. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to another week's Grecian Talk. You may have noticed that it's not Ollie hosting this week. Uh, I'm Paul Martin, I've stepped into the chair, and I'm still joined by uh, Paul Sussex, or Hans as we'll call him, and uh, new recruit to the team, Mark Briggs, who's back for his second week on the show. This week we'll be discussing yesterday's insipid 1-0 home defeat to Chesterfield, and what went wrong, and what's gone wrong really in the last, well, six games, five defeats in the last six now. We'll also discuss League 2 in general, big wins for Gillingham and Port Vale and Oxford yesterday. We'll talk about the FA Cup draw, which is happening today, and uh, we'll have Hans and Mark's reactions to that. We'll look ahead to a big week for the Grecians. They've got two difficult away games at Dagenham and Redbridge and Cheltenham, and that's all coming up on this week's Grecian Talk. Okay, so we'll start with yesterday, and it was a very disappointing 1-0 home defeat to Chesterfield. We didn't do a match report after the game yesterday, so we'll go straight into discussing the game. And uh, we'll start with you, Hans. Five defeats in the last six. What do you think's gone wrong in the last month or so? Well, quite a few things, obviously. Um, Tisdale was supposed to spend the last week on getting the uh, defence uh, organised, and how do we concede a goal? Um, cross from the uh, right straight on to... Um, uh, an unmarked Chesterfield player who put it easily into the back of the net. I mean, the tactics for any team manager now must be to um, say to the team, just get crosses into the uh, box. Um, they'll give you a free header at some stage during the game. Um, this is all coming rather too easy for the oppositions. Um, we don't seem to have moved to a plan B in terms of um, how we're going to counter that. Um, it seems that we've got no way of getting from midfield to um, the front runners. Um, I think, what, 79th minute was the first shot on goal. I mean, that's absolutely appalling when you consider that at Oxford, you know, we managed to score four, four goals uh, against them. And since then, um, things have just not been uh, good enough. Yeah, we do seem to be becoming a bit predictable to play against. And Mark, when do you think we'll get back on track? Well, it's, I mean, the next week or so is going to be very tough as well because Dagenham, although they did lose um, yesterday, they have had a, a very good October. They drew at Port Vale uh, at the start and then they've, I think they've won the other two games. So that'll be a tough game. And then Cheltenham, of course, are above us in the league at the moment. Um, they also did lose yesterday, but they've been playing well. So uh, I don't know. I mean, we have got an FA Cup game. Uh, at the start of November, so that that could give us a boost if we win that. But it's, November looks a tough month as well, so I don't, I can't see us unless we we have to just start winning. I'm afraid, or we're not going to get anywhere this season. Yeah, it's been very disappointing after the promising start. And uh, we'll talk about Liam Serkham now. I thought personally that it was strange to see him in the central role with uh, Oakley on the right hand side of midfield. What did you make of Serkham's performance yesterday, Mark? Um, well, I, th- I thought. He, he, he was all right, but again, all right isn't good enough at the moment. I think he'd be better on the right because he'd be able to cut in uh, inside, as in as like the Chesterfield players did yesterday um, against Davies and uh, Jordan Moore Taylor, uh, because they linked up with the left back um, and the the winger. Obviously, they were able to run rings around us yesterday, but I think Serkin would be able to do that. Um, we just need to get. I think the wing is where we're losing the ball at the moment, and when we're losing the 
where we should be creating chances and getting the ball in the box, but it's it's just not. We're trying to go through the centre and it's not working at all. Yeah, good point that. And um, well, we'll move on to Jordan Moore Taylor. And well, Paul Tisdale obviously listened to last week's show where we slated Craig Woodman. He dropped Woodman and brought in Moore Taylor, but he was given a tough time di- di- by Derekwa yesterday, the tricky right winger for Chesterfield. And Mark, do you think Moore Taylor should stay in the team after a diff- difficult game yesterday? Uh, well, I thought Jordan Moore Taylor, um, he did all right himself, but it was the wingers that learned them. It was Aaron Davis and Elliot Freer that just, they put him under so much pressure by giving the ball away and uh, he did have a tough winger like against, uh, against him, was it Derek War or something? And he had a, he had a tough day yesterday, but um, I thought he didn't make as many mistakes as Craig Woodman has over the uh, over his season so far. So I, I think it'd be harsh to take him out of this team just after that performance, but uh, the wingers, Aaron Davis and Elliot Freer were just letting him down, really. It was interesting yeah, that and, um, um, Jordan Moore Taylor went to um, Twitter yesterday evening and expressed um, quite a lot of disappointment about his performance. He uh, quite beat himself up over it, which I thought was a little bit disappointing. I hope this hasn't uh, messed up his uh, confidence. Um, there were a few um, people who responded to him saying, no, it wasn't your fault, it was um, the people around you uh, his fault, but I, I worry now about his confidence if he's to play another game. I think that might be it for a while with uh, Jordan. Well, yeah, that's an interesting one, and we hope that his confidence isn't shot by that, because he's a promising young player, and he hopefully has got a good future ahead of him in a City shirt. And uh, we'll move on now to, cur- uh, well, a curious decision, it seemed, yesterday at half-time, to take Jamie Curitan off for Geelan Bowser. And uh, Hans, do we know if it was uh, injury to Curitan or was it a tactical move by Paul Tisdale? At the moment, we can only assume that it was tactical. I mean, I was watching the game uh, by Twitter, as I do, because I was at an FA Cup game, and I saw Curitan come off, and I was quite surprised. So I, you know, assumed it was an injury, but no one's made mention of an injury. I hope it's not an injury because he is still quite a key player. But if we're not going to get service to him, um, then we've got. You know, it's one of the issues that we've got. And he's struggling without Alan Gow to give him the service there. And uh, Mark, what did you think of uh, Bowser's impact off the bench yesterday in the second half? Well, I mean, if you look at watch the football league show, you see that his uh, chance that where he uh, just turned and shot. Uh, that was probably the only thing I saw him do really. I mean, he put a couple of passes in, but the second half was very dull. Um, if watching us go forward because we didn't seem to. Uh, create anything. We were, we had a lot of the possession, but we just didn't create anything. And Chesterfield had much better chances. Uh, but yeah, Bowser, to be honest, I didn't really wait, rate him yesterday at all. Yeah, and he was sporting his new Andy Carroll-esque sort of ponytail thing, and they seemed to be taking that bit too literally by thumping long balls up to him, and he was struggling really in the air as he will, because that's not his game really, I don't think. But it wasn't all doom and gloom yesterday. The one positive I thought was Arta Kryzak, who was named man of the match. And Mark, what did you think of his performance yesterday? Oh, he was brilliant. If it wasn't for him, we could have easily lost 3-4 or 5-0, um, as we have in previous weeks. But yeah, brilliant. He made some absolutely terrific saves. Uh He's definitely back on form now. Um, but he, he, again, one day he can have a brilliant game, the next he can just be uh, awful. But uh, yesterday he was on top form, top very good goalkeeper um, yesterday. Um, and if I was a Chesterfield fan, I'd be thinking, blimey, that goalkeeper's kept them in it because if it wasn't for him, we could have... They, we could have scored three, four, or five. Yeah, I was surprised to see his name on the team sheet, but he more than justified his selection yesterday. Like I say, a fine individual display from him, and hopefully that'll give him some confidence to kick on. And uh, if he can cut out the errors, then he could still be a very good goalkeeper for the Grecians. And also, we'll now talk about um, 
Well, possible changes to the side. I mean, I'll ask you first, Hans, what would you like to see done to the team to halt the slide? It's a question of whether we go for a drastic um, culling or whether um, we do it the Tisdale way, which is basically keep faith in those players. My feeling is, is that Dagenham and Redbridge on Tuesday will not see an awful lot of change from yesterday's finishing uh, line-up, I would suggest. Um, I think the, the thing is, is, is whatever it is that players aren't concentrating in terms of uh, defending, whether that means you know we change to a uh, 5-3-2 or um, a 3-5-2. Um, there, there are a lot of questions to be asked there. I think there's more down to Tisdale trying to keep the, the, the game going and he's uh, got a reputation for changing the tactics during the game to uh, keep the opposition on the toes. Maybe he needs to think more along the lines of what that is doing. I'd be interested to know what um, the other uh, management um and coaches are saying to him and whether they're providing the right level of support to him in terms of his decision making but I'd have to say I think some of the decision making that um, Paul Tisdale has made recently has not been good Yeah and uh, well talking of Paul Tisdale we'll move on to talk about him now because Axweb seemed to be in meltdown last night the various doom mongers on there calling for his head and uh, Mark do you think uh, it's time to consider Tisdale's position or do you think we should stick with him through this tough period? No, uh, no one knows the club better than Paul Tisdale, uh, manager-wise, and I think it's, we, it's the wrong decision to get rid of a manager. It would ruin our season, I think, if we got rid of him. Um, so if we were, I think definitely to the end of the season to keep him, but um, it depends on where we finish at the end of the year. But uh, with, I don't think it would be the right decision to get rid of Paul, uh, at least until the end of this season. Yeah, and Hans, what's your take on? I um, I think I'm moving from keeping to sitting on the fence, perhaps on this one. I'm getting a little bit worried that um, you know we had these issues last season. Um, I think we kind of went through all of this on the uh, Morecambe game at the beginning of the season, and then we had a, an excellent run. So um, you know we're all happy again. Now we're all depressed again, and um, you know it's one of those reactions. I think um, we call for the manager's head. Is that right? It's, um, you know, as Mark said, he does know the club. Um, you know, we're in this for the, uh, the longer, the longer run, but, um, I am getting a bit worried that five out of six games we've lost and we haven't seemed to have been able to deal with it. So I, I, I think there has to be a question mark. How long do we leave him, uh, in post if we are to get rid of him? Um, I would have thought by Christmas we've got to make that decision have, you know, the board has got to have a serious discussion about um, whether this is the right way forward or not so you know, he needs to turn it around I think and get the fans back on his side Yeah I mean personally I'd, I'd stick with him for the moment but as, like you say there's only so long that this run can go on and uh, can't just keep him there on previous what he's done previously but for the moment I think I'd stick with him anyway and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see a pick-up in form. And also another disappointing aspect yesterday was the crowd. It was 3,668. Uh, well, how do you think we draw more fans in? Was it the impact of the Chiefs game yesterday? Are prices too much? Or are there other reasons why fans are staying away, Hans? The, the, the difficult economic circumstances, poor quality of the football. I, I, I'm yet to understand whether the... Um, the people who've got strange shaped balls are making an effect on our attendances. Um, but I think, you know, you start winning, uh, the uh, people will come back. 
we've got to remember that we're now League 2 rather than League 1 we don't have the Sheffield United and the Sheffield Wednesdays coming to town it's um, you know Burton Albion and Accrington Stanley they're not great uh, draws are they in comparison yeah well that's it really and uh on that we'll finish yesterday discussion on yesterday's game and move on to League 2 in general and uh, well this is where Briggsy comes into his own he's done a League 2 roundup for us and here it is we begin the League 2 roundup with Port Vale who look to be edging out of administration business from Paul Wilds has been confirmed as the intended new owner of the side Bristol Rovers goalkeeper Scott Bevan's career could be in jeopardy if he undergoes a second wrist operation Mark McGee said he may have to face up to another operation in which case there is no certainty he would ever play again. Watford have agreed to extend the Piero Mingola's loan spell at Accrington for a further three months. Aldershot Town have completed the signing of Tottenham youngster Jack Munns on a month loan deal. Bradford City have signed Watford winger Craig Forsyth on a two-month loan deal. Danny Green has left Dagenham and Redbridge after his contract was terminated by mutual consent. Morecambe manager Jim Bentley believes Ryan Williams will be an excellent addition to the squad after midfielders signed a short-term contract with the Shrimps. Northampton Town defender David Artel will be out for 12 weeks because of an Achilles tendon injury. Plymouth Argyle manager Carl Fletcher says Fulham have not made a bid for teenage goalkeeper Christian Walton. Rotherham United have signed Peterborough midfielder Lee Frecklington on a one-month loan deal. Leeds United have signed Southend winger Ryan Hall on loan until January with a view of up to a permanent deal. Torquay United will be without winger Lloyd Macklin for at least three months after he broke a bone in his foot. York City midfielder Matty Blair is on the mend after being hurt in a clash with a training ground dummy earlier in the week. And that rounds off this week's Lead 2 News on Cretion Talk. If you have a story worth sharing, send it to our Twitter or Facebook pages which will be included at the end of the show. Okay, and so yesterday saw identical big wins for the league's top two. Gillingham beat Burton 4-1 and Port Vale beat Wickham by the same scoreline. Uh, are Gillingham and Port Vale going to run away with the league, Hans? It definitely looks that way at the moment with all the um, teams below them uh, faltering. And it's impressive that um, having lost five out of six games, we're still in seventh position in the table. Um, it does look like we're going to give them those two teams uh, a free run at it, and it's um, you know just the last auto up for uh, grabs. But plenty of the season left to run yet, so what three quarters? Plenty can happen in that time. Yeah, still a long way to go. And uh, in Port Vale's win yesterday, there were another two goals for Tom Pope. Uh, he seems to be running away with the League Two Golden Boot at the moment. But Mark, do you think he'll win the Golden Boot, or will others catch him up? Uh, no, I think at the moment he definitely looks like the striker on top for him. He's obviously got a lot of confidence with him. I, I watched, obviously watched Port Vale against Exeter a couple of weeks ago, and I watched Port Vale on Monday against Oxford on the TV. Um, I thought he looks a quality striker. Um, he causes havoc uh, to defences, and um, I think he's sort of a similar character to Jordan Rose, who played for Huddersfield last season, scoring all those goals. I think he'll do a similar job really I think he he definitely should probably get the golden boot yeah but someone who might catch him up is uh, Oxford's Tom Craddock he got four goals yesterday in the uh, huge thumping 5-0 home win against Accrington it's their biggest league win in the football league sorry since 2001 and after a run of defeats uh, a few weeks ago have they turned a corner do you think Hans? Possibly. It's more um, surprising that Accrington um, slipped up so badly at Oxford. Um, I mean, Oxford had to change it around because they had, uh, you know, after losing to us, they went on um, lost quite a few more games. 
So it's Accrington, I think, is probably the biggest surprise who's joined us in uh, slipping down the table. Yeah, Accrington, like us, had a promising start, but uh, yeah, they've slipped down the table. Mark, where can you, where do you see them ending up this year? Um, Accrington, I think, uh, not in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, I think just uh, top half of the table, probably. Um, that's probably a, a rough estimate. Uh, yeah, top half of the table, I'd say. Okay, yeah, and we'll move on now to Bristol Rovers 3, Torquay 2. It was a good win for Rovers in a topsy-turvy game. And, uh, Hans, have they put their bad start well and truly behind them? They seem to be doing well since um, they won against us and um, put in some positive uh, performances. It was interesting watching this one go through the uh, ticker tape with um, Bristol Rovers, I think, going 2-0 up and then Torquay losing a player back to equalising to eventually uh, Rovers winning 3-2. Yeah, it looked a good game at the Memorial Stadium yesterday. And as for Torquay, uh, Mark, will their inconsistency stop them mounting a promotion push? Um, well, I don't know really, because last season they were, I, I looked at the table about Christmas time and they were about mid-table and then they put uh, on that brilliant run from about January time and got themselves into an automatic play, uh, promotion spot and then s- slowly dropped down into the playoffs. But... Um, I can see Torquay um, uh, having a good run of form soon. Um, at the moment, I suppose it was a bit unlucky for them yesterday. Rennie Howe seems to be scoring a lot of goals for them, catching Jamie Curitan up. But um, yeah, Torquay are a good enough side to uh, mount a promotion push, I think. Um, not sure automatic, but uh, playoffs there. Yeah, and at the other end of the table, Friday night's game saw a something win for Barnet. They beat Northampton by four goals to nil at Underhill. And Edgar David's having an immediate impact at the club. But Mark, is staying up going to be an impossible task for them, even with David's on board? I don't know. Bar- Barnet always uh, surprised me every year. Um, the way they seem to um, hit a run of form towards the end of the season and stay up. But uh, Edgar David's uh, obviously has given Barnet a lot of confidence. Uh, 4-0 over Northampton uh, shows that they're uh, on a very good... They've got a very good uh, team at the moment. And obviously, I think they're going to be on confidence. I think they will stay up, actually, this year. Um, I think uh, they'll surprise everyone again, once again. But Edgar Davis has definitely had a, a positive impact there. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how that develops. And uh, as for Northampton, very disappointing defeat for them. But it makes our thumping defeat at Northampton last week look even worse, doesn't it, Hans? It does indeed. I have to say, I did predict Barnet winning uh, on Friday night. I don't know what it was, whether I was just thinking about um, the effect of Davids, or I think um, reading what Northampton was saying after beating us, they did seem to have an awful lot of confidence um, from their win, and I thought that was generally misplaced, having looked at the extended highlights. Um, One goal could have changed if we'd have scored earlier, so... I, I had a feeling that Northampton were taking far too much confidence into a game against uh, the bottom side. So, yeah, I didn't expect it to be uh, a thumping 4-0, though. Yeah, and a uh, reality check, perhaps, for them with AD Boothroyd. Well, so we'll move on now, and, uh, well, we're recording this this morning, but this afternoon is the FA Cup first round draw, and Hanson Mark had a little chat about that and gave some reaction to City's draw, and here that is. Mark, you've uh, been watching the uh, ITV draw for the FA Cup. What do you think about Bury away? Uh, well, it's uh, another draw uh, that we've had over the, la- uh, over the last couple of years uh, in the FA Cup. Uh, we've also been in the league with them the last couple of years. It's a bit disappointing that we aren't playing one of the teams that have just got through the qualifying rounds or one of the top teams in League One. But um, we, it is a winnable game. You've got to look at it that way as they are bottom of League One. 
and also uh, it gives us a ch- so it gives us a chance to get to the second round, which would be uh, a good opportunity, uh, would be great for our confidence this season. We've, um, this is the third time in six years. We played them in 2007 when we were a conference side and lost 1-0. And then in 2010 we were drawn away at Gig Lane and we, I went to that one and it was a really poor performance and we lost 2-0. Um, however, yeah. this time Bury are are having a rotten time at the bottom of League One. However, uh, we've just hit poor form, but it is, as you say, uh, potentially winnable. But it's a strange place for us to go in terms of results. I think after we've won in the League Two in our promotion year, and prior to that you have to go all the way back to 1931 for a win. So it's not the best of hunting grounds for us. No, I mean, like you say, yeah, back in 1931 where that cup game where they won... uh, a long time ago, but uh, it'll be interesting, really, because uh, when we've the sides have met before, they've usually been um, both sort of on the same level. But now uh, they're in two sort of different uh, different leagues and different uh, places in the league. Obviously, Exeter in the top half of the table and Barry right at the bottom of League One. Um, I'm, I can't really predict um, how this is going to go, really, but. Uh, I think uh, Barry would win, but I do hope Exeter get through to the second round. I think one of the uh, main problems is going to be people are instantly going to go, no, I'm not going to do that game. I think we might struggle to get even 100 to go uh, up past Manchester. Yeah, exactly. Um, FA Cup games always do lose um, home fans, as, as obviously away fans as well. Uh, There's a lot of money to go uh, that far, and especially as the poor form we've had recently and at Gig Lane over the past couple of years. Um, it's not going to be uh, one of the best of trips, though, I don't think, um, for away fans, so we're going to take that. All right. OK, no doubt we'll come back to this on uh, next week's show. Back to you then, uh, Paul. OK, we'll move on now to the start of a big week for Exeter. Tuesday night, they go to Dagenham and Redbridge, and, uh, well, Dagenham and Redbridge 19th, they lost to York yesterday, but... Uh, Hans, do we see that as a winnable away game? We have to look at any game as a winnable game um, and right now we've got to really put some effort into uh, getting our form back. We won at Barnet who were uh, 24th um, a few weeks ago. We've lost at some of the um, mid-tables and above teams uh, in that time. Uh, this is a game where I think Paul Tisdale has to um, give some serious thought about, um, you know, three points again, that psychological thing that he's got to do with the team. You know, you've struggled. Forget that. This is a new new game. This is a chance to show people what you're about. I, if I'm right in saying that, we've not lost that Dagenham and Redbridge uh, for quite some time. Um, I think we were losing when the um, the lights went out a few years back in League Two, um, but we comfortably won the um, the, um, the rematch when uh, Troy had come in and, uh, as a new loanee. So I think it'd be very interesting. Two difficult away games, uh, potential six points. Could we get all six points? Um, you know, I think beating Dagenham and Redbridge would be a huge big to our a boost to our confidence. Yeah, it's going to be an important game, and uh, we'll do some predictions now. I'll come to you, Mark, first for Tuesday night. What's your prediction for Dagenham against Exeter? Uh, well, we need to get back on the score sheet, really, and I can't really see us scoring um, after we haven't scored since Port, uh, since Barnet. Um, so I think we're going to lose 1-0. And uh, Hans, what about you? Well, I think I'm going to be very much like 
mark and um, I think this is going to be the fourth game without scoring um, but I'm going to go for a point so uh, nil-nil well, I was going to say no, no as well, which shows us the optimism, but I'll go, uh, of us three, but I'll go for one each. Now I think we'll take a point from Dagenham, and now we'll move on to Saturday, an even more difficult away game at Wadham Road in Cheltenham. And uh, it is an all-ticket game for Grecians fans, it's £22 for adults and £9 for under-16s, and uh, me and Ollie will be making that short train journey up to Cheltenham, and how many do you think will take their overall hands? I would expect 800, I don't know whether yesterday's result will knock um knock a bit of enthusiasm for people I think we were up to 550 tickets the last I heard during the week I would have thought uh, a lot of tickets would have been sold yesterday Um, one would hope that we could get to 900 if not over a thousand yeah and uh, well there was a big queue before and after the game and reception when I was picking up the soccer site kit yesterday so that's a good sign and yeah hopefully it's a good chance for a big away turnout probably the big queue afterwards was everyone returning their tickets (laughs) (laughs) yeah quite possibly actually Yeah, after seeing yesterday's performance but uh, Mark what are your thoughts on the game Cheltenham are fourth but they lost yesterday uh, but it's still a tricky away game for the Grecians Uh, yeah well uh, I think uh, we'll be boosted uh, by the fact how many fans we bring to that game Uh, I think that game really depends on how we get on against Dagenham and Redbridge and how Cheltenham get on on their Tuesday night game um, so I think uh, Exeter could easily uh, lose this one, could it? but at the same time they seem to surprise me when uh, whenever I think they're going to lose. So I'm not, I, I don't know. Anything could happen. I think Alan Gow needs to be fit though. Yes, uh, good point. He's integral really to Exeter turning this bad run of form around, I think. And uh, we'll come to you, Hunts, this time first for your prediction for Saturday's game at Cheltenham. Um, with a fit, Puritan and Gow. And an on-fire Liam Sercom. I think we could take this game 3-0. Got a nice bit of optimism for the end of the show there. Mark, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, I'd like to see us win this away game. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm going to go for a, a 1-1, actually, this time. And I think uh, Gao will get a goal on his return. Yeah, and, uh, well, it'll be good to take a point from there. But as I'm going up there, I'd like to see us get an away win, and I'll go for an optimistic 2-1 to the Grecians. With, uh, I think O'Flynn could get a goal with, uh, who else maybe? Someone, oh, go Gal as well, go for the obvious choice if he's back in the team. And so with that, that takes us to the end of this week's show. Thank you very much to Paul Sussex and Mark Briggs for joining me on this one. And hopefully Ollie will be back in the chair next week to introduce us and we'll, all of us four will be back. All of us three, sorry, will be back as well. And uh, we'll give you all the reaction to this week's games at Dagenham and Cheltenham. And look ahead to the upcoming game as it will be next week. But thanks again to Paul and Mark for joining out there for listening to the show. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye from Grecian Talk.